Sunday dinner. The weekly sparkly burlesque podcast about four black showgirls living, loving, and training in San Diego from an unapologetically black femme perspective. I am Butter Love, California's chocolate butter babe. I am Sepia Jewel, the seductress of Slay. And I am Trulisha Divine, the black gold goddess. Thank you all so much for accepting our invitation to dine and dish with us. Now grab a plate and have a seat at the table because you're about to get served. I've always been a rebel. I never do things the way they're supposed to be done. Either I go in the opposite direction or I create a new direction for myself, regardless of what the rules are or what society says. Grace Jones. Hey everybody, this is Twerlisha Divine. Uh, we're here with you again for Showgirl Sunday Dinner, episode two. We're super excited. Woo! Yay! Slay! <laughs> so uh, we're starting with the Sparkle and Shine segment. Um, I just want to say that I am super thankful for all of the burly abundance that I'm experiencing in my life. I have the best kinds of problems right now mm-hmm. and I'm living for them. I am excited. This is Sepia Jewel because I just competed in the nudie newbie burlesque competition. I can't I can't even talk in San Francisco and I won. I'm smiling so hard I can't even talk. I want to thank Redbone for even having me there. The experience was wonderful. New burlesque people, submit to stuff. Submit to stuff. And what is Nudie Newbies, by the way? Um, For those who don't know. It's a monthly burlesque competition for new burlesque performers in San Francisco. They have about five rounds of it and then at the end you'll go to the ultimate reveal and they'll have the ultimate winner so I get to go to the ultimate reveal (laughs) and also go another time and perform nice congratulations we're so freaking proud of her thank you thank you thank you you're welcome and this is but a love and I as well would like to send a shout out to the burlesque community for all the support. I had two shows these past two weeks and just getting the love from, you know, near and far. I'm always thankful. And even a friend from out of town saw it too. She's like, wow, like you guys are really like, she sees the love and that's awesome. That's important, especially with us being the few yes. brown folks that are in it in yes. San Diego, if not only maybe. So I'm definitely thankful for that. I'm thankful to Coco Lamore from Pixie Six for inviting me to be the featured guest performer for their awesome revamp show. And you slay. <laughs> Thank you. Slayish. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, I was a nervous wreck because. It's a larger venue than um, the spot that I usually perform at with Bless Your Heart. But it was nothing but love and support. And I'm always grateful for the invites and experiences. 
So that's my little sparkle and shine. Sparkle and shine to the San Diego burlesque community. Y'all are the best, and let's keep going. <laughs> Yes. Miss Trilicia. Yes. You have another sparkle and shine to talk about for your gossip grill. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I performed at Lily Holiday's Pink Boom Box Productions Gossip Grill show that she has weekly called Booby Trap. And it was so much fun. (laughs) Yes. And the reason why it was so amazing was because it's a very audience-driven show, and you really have to interact with with the audience in order for it to go well. You can't just stay on the stage. You have to go out into the crowd, interact Mm -hmm. with the audience, and and play with them. Mm -hmm. So I am kind of a a perfectionist and a very structured person when it comes to my choreography. (laughs) All three of us have this issue. So it's good for, for us to be forced to step away from that structure. So I had to throw away a whole section of my choreography last night so I could play with the audience. And it was an amazing experience to be able to just know that I can freestyle if I need to. Mm -hmm. Uh, And to let go of the fear of not knowing what I'm about to do. Mm -hmm. So it was super empowering, super freeing, and I feel better about my ability as a burlesque performer being able to have that experience and freestyle and play with the audience and just throw away the choreography. Thank you, Lily. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to come back and perform there again. I think booby trap is compared to lip sync battle (laughs) because the performers in stars or whatever, a lip sync battle, they just go and have fun. And at booby trap, you can just have fun yes you can just have fun yeah that's a good point mm-hmm. and everybody backstage was great it was just a great show all the way around it just felt it felt amazing i had a lovely time so yeah i can't wait to go back we are going to move into our glitter box kiki chaos sent us an amazing email Kiki's email reads, Hello ladies, I've noticed when I've watched all of you perform that your facial expressions are always on point. Mm. Isn't that sweet? That's so nice. (laughs) I mean, hello. (laughs) You all engage your audience in a way that seems almost as if you are inviting them into your sensual world. Wow. And taking them for the ride of their life. Girl! Thank you. (laughs) I'm for Clint. My question is, What do you all do to work on your facial expressions before you perform? Any tips or tricks? Thank you, love, Kiki Chaos. Oh, thank you, Kiki. Thank you, Kiki. That's my girl. I love her. Sepia and I actually danced with Kiki for Glitter Tribe. We had a A student student showcase, showcase, and she was in it with us. Mm -hmm. Girl, you smolder. (laughs) Yes, she does. You're phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I mean, but... What do you do, butter love, when you think about facial expressions? To be honest, I'm I'm surprised to hear that because I often think about what my face looked like mm-hmm. on stage afterwards. Right. But when I get the pictures, I'm like, okay, I'm smiling, which is good. I think it's all about how you feel with the song and the music. What does that bring out in you? I like to choose songs that for me evokes some kind of feeling or emotion because I will show in the face. Yeah. So if you're doing, you know, a sensual song, I will hope you feel sexy. I mean, I don't know. Everyone's different. But yeah. for me, I guess it's just natural. I don't know. Oh, like, yeah. this is a, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, this is, this is an astounding.
sounding compliment and comment and question because I look at other performers and think the same thing. Like, what the fuck are they thinking about for them to be, you know, having this awesome expression that, you know, takes you in, that brings you in. And I'm happy to hear that you see that with me and the other ladies. I just try to smile, not look angry. If I fuck up. The audience don't know. If you don't know anything to do, just smile. And Kiki, I know you have a beautiful smile. You're always smiling. You have a contagious laugh. So I know that's not going to be hard for you. But that's (laughs) my uh, advice. Yeah. Sepia? Since I can't control my face when I'm not doing burlesque, you know, I can't control my eyes or my face. I may just look at you. So it's good that I can kind of control it when I'm performing. Like Butter said, I have to have music that I feel. I try to look through people. I used to dance in a group called Ebony Elites and it was in nightclubs so everybody was really close. Sometimes there would be women and men there that were like, oh well why is she dancing? So you would have to smile and engage them So that whatever they perceived about you, you know, you could change that image. And I like looking people in the eyes. um, (laughs) Because it's feeling soul. It's it's kind of intimidating sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I guess I've been like that since I was a child. I used to try to stare my mom down. You have to make the audience feel what you're feeling. You know, if it's happy, sad sensual yes. you want to stab them oh. whatever it is you do it do it through your eyes and your yeah. smile I always try and create some kind of character in my head mm. and I always ask myself what am I trying to convey who am I dancing with because when I was dancing with Egypt in the group number the way that I felt and the character that I had to be was outside of myself. Mm-hmm. I had to try and match her vibe and her yeah. level of sensuality mm-hmm. yeah. and play with the audience as like at a hundred million. Exactly. Right? <laughs> that woman gets on stage and you feel like you're having the orgasm with yes. her. Right? Yes. Like she's giving you the orgasm with her eyes. That's her level. So then that means that I need to somehow find it in myself to get there with her. When I'm alone... I like to engage other people. So it's just allowing yourself to be vulnerable enough to be real with people while you're on stage. So if I'm having a fun sexual experience, (laughs) okay. See, that was a little Freudian slip. So if I'm having that experience for myself, I want to allow myself to be vulnerable to share that with everyone around me. So that comes out in your face. I'm super nervous before I go on stage. But once I'm out there, then whoever I decided I was going to be in that moment takes over. Yes. So I embody that character. And so that shows up on my face. But I am very uncomfortable being photographed. I know that's such a weird thing for somebody Mm -hmm. who does what we do. I'm more comfortable dancing in pasties and a thong than being photographed. Mm -hmm. So before I have a photo shoot, I will look in the mirror and practice different angles of my face yeah. and what looks good yeah you know because you're paying money for these pictures yeah, that's that's interesting. Interesting. and you don't want to like mm-hmm. I you don't want I have this face that I make I call it the stress face oh. and I try like to relax my face so I'm not making just smile stress. through but, it <laughs> but you're it's like I smile and it looks like a fist like oh. it's the stress oh. like, it's really bad <laughs> I try, <laughs> I try oh. practicing the mirror so that I don't make the fist face and always practice 
practice in the mirror. Yes. You know, when you're brushing your teeth or whatever, just look at yourself seductively. Yeah. And, you know, my brother, when he was getting ready to take his senior pictures, he would do his <laughs> smiles because he's really vain. He would do his <laughs> smiles. Fine, though. But he would do his <laughs> smiles and stuff. What he's going to do in the picture, look at yourself. Yes. Yeah. You're supposed, if you can't seduce yourself mm. or Amen. make yourself smile, you mm-hmm. can't make anybody yes. in the audience smile. Beautiful, beautiful point because I've definitely, like the times I've rented out dance studios to practice, mm-hmm. I've definitely sat in a chair, put on some music, and just when I was younger watching music videos, I thought I was in a music video too. Yes, yes. So, I would say as of recently, uh-huh. like Kina, just act like you're in a fucking music video. And that helps too. Just getting in tune with yourself in the mirror. Because as burlesque performers, all of us have our insecurities. You know, like how you say you say yes. smile like a fist. I disagree. <laughs> exactly. You have a big, beautiful smile. I know. I'm gonna show y'all examples of the fist face. Oh, later. Okay, no, no, no. We're not gonna yeah, I'm gonna post that on Instagram. <laughs> for real, you have like once you are more comfortable with yourself and work on it and you- fake it until you make it. Okay, mm-hmm. all of us are feigning out here, but it works. You yes, know, it's yes. selling it, mm-hmm. and that's awesome. You could definitely do it too. I don't feel like I have the sexy eyes look, so I smile. And when mm-hmm. I look at the pictures, it translate however it may translate. You know, whether it's sexy or happy or whatever. Smile, and the rest will come with it. Mm-hmm. Practice in the mirror. Look at yourself. It's hard. Just look at your face. Work with that. Like you have a photographer in front of you. Be gentle with yourself. And mm, as, yeah. as we always say in the last show, just have fun. Yes. Okay. We're going to roll into our Burly Biz section of the podcast. And today we are highlighting Delicia Lachette. She is the feline fatale burlesque. She's a New York City-based performer. Her work includes burlesque, choreography, visual art, and fashion design. She is the creator of Lachette's Meow, which features these big patent leather heart bags I'm obsessed with, and also these amazing faux taxidermy bags and fanny packs. All of the fabulous NYC Burly Babes are carrying them all over Instagram, and I have serious bag envy. So I'm saving up my coins to get my heart bag now, but (laughs) you should click on over and get yourself one right now. Her website is www.delicialachette.com, and also follow her on Instagram at Delicia Lachette to see some of her beautiful burly shenanigans. And the way you spell it for Instagram, it's at D-E-L-Y-S-I-A-L-A-C-H-A-T-T-E. And that's also the way you would spell it for her website. But check her out. She's phenomenal. I'm girl crushing hard on her. (laughs) Yeah. All right, DZX Facts. Person for today is Lottie the Body. Yes. She was born in 1930 in South Carolina, but her parents came from Barbados. Her parents migrated to Syracuse, New York, when Lottie was only one years old. Lottie, the body, was classically trained in New York, and she began her dance career at only 17 years old. She began dancing with Alan White and several other theater troops. Lottie traveled as a performing dancer all throughout the United States before she settled in Detroit's Paradise Valley. After she moved to Detroit, Lottie began dancing at the 20 Grand Nightclub, and she was rumored to have been the inspiration for the Pink Poodle Nightclub. Lottie was well known for her classical moves spiced with the Afro-Cuban essence and her eye-catching costumes. Lottie was skilled in the soca, 
cha-cha, calypso, and various Cuban styles. The city council of Detroit often commemorated Lottie for increasing the city's entertainment and tourism. Lottie was also known for her connection with the big names like Aretha Franklin, Louis Armstrong, T-Bone Walker, B.B. King, Maurice Taylor, Solomon Burke, Dinah Washington, and Billie Holiday. Lottie the Body was one of the most notable black burlesque and vaudeville dancers of all time. This week's PhD in Slayology goes to the Mahogany Queen of Burlesque, the burlesque sensation that was born to perform, the mother of the House of Noir, the burlesque star internationally known and booked for her signature blend of sultry, athletic, and captivating dance, Pearl Noir. Yes! Okay? Snaps up. Snaps up. Yes. Okay? All of the slay, Mama Pearl. Every day, slay, slay. Every... Created the slay. Listen, every nanosecond, okay? (laughs) Gets me smooth together. Every time I look at her Instagram, I'm like, damn! Yes, yes. Let me get my heart up off the floor. (laughs) Also, we just feel super honored because when we released our Instagram for the podcast, Pearl Noir was the first person Mm. to like our Instagram page. Okay. Thank you, Pearl. My jaw is still askew. Yes, it is. We haven't picked them up yet. I'm still like not right about it. So we knew then and there we better bring it because Pearl has seen us and she is watching. (laughs) So thank you, Madam Pearl Noir, for your support. You most definitely deserve all of the PhDs in Slayology. We love you. Yes. I was so happy she came to San Diego. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're one of the main cities that are mm-hmm. overlooked. She came to the Glitter Tribe Studios yes. that is owned by the lovely Lola Demure and, and Coco, Coco Lamour. Yes. And Sky Masters. And Sky, Sky Masters. We can't leave Sky The girl came and she just brought, like, on Keep It Real, her black essence. And I was just here for it. It's so much what I needed. Yeah. And she gave great tips. If she were to have a workshop in your city, I highly recommend to take it. And I'm sure she's also available for training and bookings. Definitely get with that. She's a down-to-earth woman. Whatever you need, she is there to help you and support you. She had us do affirmations. Oh, yes. And mm-hmm. people were crying. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. So it was more than just a burlesque class. It mm-hmm. was a life lesson. Mm-hmm. And so if you ever get the chance to have a class with her, have a conversation with her, text message with her, <laughs> take it. It will change your life. It all comes from the inside. We live in such an externally based society. Everybody's like looking out for validation. But people like her, when you look at the way she performs, because I'm an avid YouTube researcher. Oh, me too. Okay, all of us are. That's our college. Yeah, because we are trying to be educated over here. We're trying to ascend and, and be better. And we're always looking to our fellow burly babes, our experienced burly babes to show us the way. Yes. Nobody moves like that without internal work. She comes out on stage, and just by walking out on the stage, you are sold. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is in, that's inner work. That's mm-hmm. not about a costume. No. That's not about a line. That's mm-hmm. not about how many turns people can do. None of that matters. That's Her walk sells everything. Yep. And it doesn't matter what's going on in her personal life as soon as she gets on the stage you feel all of her glorious presence 
that's one thing that you should pick up. Soon as you're at the venue, then you're on stage and you need to transform. Yes. So if you don't pick up anything from Pearl, pick that up. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's true. When you hit the venue, that's when the transformations should mm -hmm. start. And it's an escape. Leave that shit yes. outside. Yes. You know what I mean? Let that go. For that time that you're there, mm -hmm. allow yourself to really be immersed in yes, that. Yes, be present. Mm -hmm. And dance through whatever it is. Yes. Let yes. that let whatever it is fuel whatever you're about to do. Everything that happens is just information. So you can utilize those things for whatever you choose to utilize them and however you choose to utilize them. Yes. So that's true. Thank you, Pearl. We thank, thank you, Pearl. We love you. Love you. <laughs> Come back to San Diego. Yes. yes please. <laughs> so now we're into the segment of, oh, you thought. <laughs> so yeah. this is a segment where we're going to call out when we see some disrespectful shit. Plain yeah, and simple. That's just not right. Yeah, because it happens, unfortunately, in this burlesque world all over the world. Something that stood out for me. I had a show two weeks ago with my lovely group. At Bless Your Heart, we are so cool with people taking pictures. We also have our main photographer, which is Vixen Photography, who yes. always do a dope-ass job. Yes, yes. They know what they're doing, mm -hmm. so shout out to them. But we also have other folks who have their own professional cameras. And, you know, they share the pictures online, Instagram and Facebook. And see my girls repost their pictures is always awesome. And when you see your friends repost their pictures, you're like, I yes, where mine I know. at? <laughs> yeah. You see how I look, too. Mm -hmm. Now, in the past, I've noticed when certain photographers, you start to get familiar or you just start to see things. And as a black person, we see a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And yes. many times you choose to be silent about it. And you're like, all right, I'm going to make a big deal. Maybe it's just an isolated incident, whatever, no big deal. In this case, this photographer, um, who I guess been to our shows before, I noticed that there weren't any pictures of me when I went to their page to find more. Yet there's pictures of the acts before and after me. So I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And then when I looked at the other photos, I'm like, wait, someone else who looks like me ain't in these pictures and she's black. That just brought an immediate red flag. Yes. Now I am not only black, but I'm also plus size. I'm fat, whatever, big bodied. So I also know the stigma with that of people not taking pictures of the larger performers or just not having as many and whatever excuses they come up with that. But I'm like, okay, but in our group, we're so awesomely diverse. We also have, you know, other curvy performers in a group. So I'm like, well, that ain't it. It ain't because mm -hmm. I'm a big girl. It has to be something else because I'm not seeing a fellow black performer with their photo either. Brought it to my producer's attention and she did her diligent job of reaching out and asking why, what happened. And as many racists or <laughs> people who are who discriminate, where we want to call them, do they have a bullshit ass excuse as, as to why there wasn't a photo? Before we finally got his reasoning, <laughs> I brought to the attention on Facebook. I don't like dealing with politics in any way. It's a sensitive climate right now. There's a lot going on. And the least thing with me, you know, enjoying my burlesque is to also see, you know, subtle racism in it too. But many of us have seen that because we've seen yes. black yes. face performers, mm -hmm. people dropping the N-words, mm -hmm. you know, the list goes people on. People running around with Confederate flags and uh, doing the Heil sign yeah. on stage. Yes. All that stuff. In Arizona. 
Okay. <laughs> so when it you know when it hits home, it's as something so subtle as photos where they chose not to take photos of the black performers. Of course, I'm gonna call it out. I don't know the dude, but I just wanted to let it be known. Mm-hmm. Even though behind the scenes it was, you know, being rectified. However, I just want to let it be known to my fellow black performers, like, yo, this is yes, what's going yes, on. I know it's yes. right here yeah. going on in San Diego. Yeah. I don't in care. Our, at our house. Yes. San Diego, let's keep it real. It's yeah. still very white, very conservative. Mm-hmm. And I I see that since day one. Absolutely. So let's not fake the funk like mm-hmm. it ain't happening. Mm-hmm. It's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and it happened. Mm-hmm. So I voiced that out. Got some some good responses mm-hmm. and some interesting ones. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at Twirl right Trill- now. Twirl is just trying to blow. <laughs> I can tell she has a lot to no, say right no. now. So this Trill- is what, <laughs> that was my oh you thought is moment. Is that the fist <laughs> Let me um let me let me explain something to you, sir. Sepia and Kina are members of Bless Your Heart Burlesque. They are not guests. They are resident members of this troupe. Okay, you don't walk into somebody's house and disrespect them, and then give a lame ass bullshit ass excuse as to why you didn't take pictures of those two performers. There was some excuse given as to there was too much too much clutter in my yeah right my. Now, the set didn't change, okay? <laughs> the set was the same for the whole show. You, sir, were the clutter, okay? Exactly. You. So let's just make that very, very clear. We synced you, sir. We done synced it, okay? So stop. The other thing I would like to address about this is we have other things in our lives that we would like to do. We don't like to feel like this. We don't want to have to deal with these things. This is the unfortunate reality of living in America, and it's real. And it hurts, and it sucks, mm-hmm. and it's tiresome. Mm-hmm. And sometimes yes. you have the bandwidth to deal with it, and sometimes you don't. But when someone steps forward and speaks up about something that happened that was an absolute injustice, no one should then police that person's response. I saw some disturbing comments on the post. People addressing concerns about her tone and whether or not that would affect her reputation in the burlesque community negatively. The only person's reputation that should be in question is the racist photographers. Right. And if you're going to take the time to tone police someone for expressing their hurt and outrage over absolute disrespect that happened in their house, but are you doing the work to deal with the photographer who was the person who committed the offense? Her tone was absolutely appropriate. You don't get to tell people who are being marginalized how to respond to that marginalization. And if you're going to go talk to somebody about their tone, Address the racist. Leave black women alone. And I will say this. I've seen it before with this specific photographer. And it it was a pattern. And this time it was very blatant because it's, you know, two of us now in a group. Uh (laughs) And that was a perfect example of how... It happens in this world. People are like, oh, you're overthinking it. I'm like, no, you see it. Yeah. Now this is what we're talking about. Exactly, yeah. because his excuse was ridiculous. <laughs> I performed second. I had no props on the stage to clutter. And Millie was before me, other performers after me. Intermission, he got all the kitten play <laughs> on the stage. Then... The next half starts. He doesn't get you. You're second to last. But he gets the 
last performer. Mm-hmm. So it, it and his it was reason why he didn't get me because he was at the bar. Like he didn't have time while the MC was talking. Like he didn't have time during intermission to be at the effing bar. If he and was, it wasn't a lot of people there, so it's really not a. a and if he was at, if he was at the bar, all he had to do was turn around because the bartenders Listen. are very good at Tio Leo. All he had to do was turn around. I got a video in her act from the booth and <laughs> through people and it still is good. I was on the side. On your cell phone, right? On my okay, cell phone. Okay, this man had I a video. professional camera yes. with a zoom lens. Yeah. Try again, boo-boo. Yeah. And how about this? I looked through some other photos looking at Sethia's performance from a different view. This guy deliberately had his camera down. Wow. And he was only in the second or third row. And I was working that were, green yes, and, how I saw, and how I saw Sepia, be, um, how I saw the guy behind or in that view, because you literally walked by him or you were near him. Oh. It's the time you was um, working oh. the crowd. Oh, okay. He literally had his camera down. So other people captured photos of her in that moment and he's sitting there with his camera. Girl, he you're running right next to him. Perfect oh, view, wow. perfect lighting. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the only clutter was him. You, sir, are trash, okay? <laughs> and well, his fortune has been told. <laughs> <laughs> he already has been banned from going to our shows. Shout out to my awesome producer, yes, Millie Marie, thank you, Millie. for straightening it out. Thank you, because that's what producers are supposed to do. We don't want those kind of folks at our shows. If you're going to pick and choose we you going to take photos of and proudly boast it on you know, your mm-hmm. social media, like we're all in this together as yes. a group. Yes. There's no division in our group. We're a true no. sisterhood here. Yes. You know, She's like, you know, like, hey, we ain't rocking with this. Don't let it happen again. And we do not welcome any others who have this kind of attitude coming to our shows. So, oh, you thought. <laughs> yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Thought, you thought. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Wanna <laughs> think again? <laughs> think something else. Um, Try us. Right. Yes. Let's see what happens. Exactly. Because <laughs> you will get ready. <laughs> okay, so now we're moving on to our dining dish. And the topic of the day is follow the glitter brick road. How did we get into this abundance of <laughs> glitter. So we are going to start with, we call her oh. our OG, um, <laughs> but a love. How did you get into burlesque? Great question. Simply because I want to see me on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Representation. Yes. Gone to burlesque show in San Diego. I did not see any black folk. I was like, mm, that's unfortunate. I start taking classes, workshops, Eventually, I was given the opportunity to dance with uh, the Pink Boombox, which is with uh, Lily Holiday, who now does the booby trap mm-hmm. at the Gossip yes, Grill. Yes, that's where Alicia just did. Yeah, <laughs> and so I was with them for a little while, and then I met Mila Marie at a show. She uh, had our new group, was Bless Your Heart, and that's how I got involved with Bless Your Heart. So overall, how I got into burlesque, I, again, went to the shows. I literally talked to the producers there and dancers. And as many of us do, I Facebook stalked them to get more details. Like, who are these girls? And a lot of, you know, dancers or performers, they're also uh, dance 
teachers. And so that's how you learn about what studios around have burlesque classes. So for folks who are interested in burlesque, and people who ask me online how I got to burlesque, that's literally all I did. I literally just went to shows to see who's in the scene and to support because that's what you have to do you can't come yeah. in and just yeah. think you're going to own it like no it's a it's a community yeah. mm-hmm. so do that take classes you know network definitely go to shows which is the best part mm-hmm. in my opinion get involved and that's what I simply did so this began in 2013 I believe I have no formal dance background all I've done in my adult years is taking dance classes um, I grew up in the church, so me yes, <laughs> going yes. from me going from um, the little praise dancing that I did My back in the day, shaking <laughs> yes. titties for Jesus yes. <laughs> and ass. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, it's a total one thing. We're gonna thing. get emails. <laughs> it's okay. Stand uh, them. No. But, but you know, a lot of us have those roots yes, in the church, yes, and we yeah. branch out, and and it, it can still come for a yeah. full circle because yeah. all of this burlesque has helped me get into my my sensuality and just it has helped me grow as a woman yeah and get into my femininity because that was my goal I did not feel feminine growing up I did not feel womanly all that awesome stuff I did not feel it growing up so as an adult I was like you know I want to bask in these things mm-hmm. like why don't I deserve yes. to be in feathers and glitter mm-hmm. you know what I just want that little limelight and that's enough for me and I deserve that as a plus size black woman in San Diego so that's how I got started and the rest is history what also helps is having a simple YouTube channel or a Facebook page because that helps also garner people's attention I'm just having fun with it (laughs) yeah and sensuality is divine it is it is yes it's definitely a gift (laughs) that all of us have and all of us express it differently Mm -hmm. I chose to express it in a sensual way because I don't see that enough Mm -hmm. you know as a a dark-skinned black woman what images do we see is like the mammy type Mm -hmm. or the joke Mm -hmm. you know all that stuff and I just want to see better representation of mm-hmm. us out there. And as I've gotten to see, there's, there's a few of us out there. Mm-hmm. We out here, yes. for sure, yes. all over the world. Slay. So, yeah, and I definitely recommend for others who have any kind of interest in it, definitely do it because, you know, it comes full circle. I enjoy seeing other plus-size women, black women, women of color performing because we've been in this since day one as well. You know, mm-hmm. this is nothing new. So, you deserve to <laughs> feel great about yourself and your body as well. Yeah. Sepia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my story is I used to dance in a dance company called Ebony Elites and we did like Afro-Brazilian, African, all kinds of stuff at different places. I used to help make the costumes for them because My mother taught me to sew when I was like seven. Then life happened. I hadn't danced for like 10 years. I'm over 50 and I'm like, okay, well, I should be really enjoying my life. So Mm -hmm. I started to do different things um, on my birthday. I wanted to take another dance class. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't want to take Zumba. I didn't want to take line dance. Um, I didn't think that that was going to soothe what I needed soothing. And I just happened to be watching the movie Burlesque, which I love. And I watch it and I've seen it a million times. I was like, oh, maybe I should take some burlesque classes. 
I'm like the Google queen. I Googled burlesque classes in San Diego. So I found like the drop dead dink boom box and pixie sticks. I read every word on each one of those websites. Mm -hmm. And then I decided. That's called hunger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I decided, I'm like, oh, I like and I read everyone's profile, too. <laughs> and so I went with the pixie stick. So I got my roommate to go take a class with me. The classes were at California Ballet. And I went to go take the class. I found my old, you know, uh, character shoes and stuff. <laughs> I was ready. Was, these off. They were too big. <laughs> but I put, like, some tissue in the toe. And... I'm in the class and we're doing stuff and stretching and I'm all out of shape and we're going across the floor and I fall in love Aww. with just <laughs> that feeling. And so I, I keep going back. My roommate doesn't go back. I keep going back. <laughs> and then about a month into classes, Coco Lamore says, well, we're having our pixie stick burlesque anniversary show and we're gonna do a student performance i was like what i get to be on the stage and take my clothes off i mean yeah so i was like okay all right all right all right i'll do it january 2015 i did my very first burlesque number all the students had to agree on going down to pasties. It had to be unanimous, so it wasn't. So we just had nude color bras, pasties on top of that. I just fell in love. I knew what I missed from mm. being on the stage mm. again, that I could just be me. Then about a year after that, she's like, oh, well, we're going to have a soloist workshop. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, okay. There was a song that I had told her I wanted to work on, The Endangered Species, and that was my very first solo. A couple days before I was sick, I had the flu. Mm. Before the tech, it was a hot mess. Mm. I didn't have all my choreography. I had my costume. Then at the tech, it just, it just clicked. So, I mean, burlesque has helped me to come alive again. Because like I said, I am over 50 and it would be easy just to be at home and, Boring. and you know, and I've, I've, I've never been that, but I have something to strive for and mm -hmm. something to look forward to mm -hmm. and something that helps me through depression and anxiety mm -hmm. and all the other stuff that you deal with in life. And I did stop Kina. I did stalk her on <laughs> Facebook. I was... I was like the YouTube stalker of black burlesque performers. I would put it in there. I would word it different ways to try to get everything. I would study everybody. At the tech rehearsal for Pixie Sticks, I was in the audience when, when they were performing. I studied every performer, how they moved their mm. finger, their mm. eyebrow. I went to... Every show, Lola Demure's show, all kinds of burlesque. I, I just couldn't get enough. I was a sponge. Normally, I'm kind of shy. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you didn't know me, and I don't usually talk to people I don't know. Some of that was hard, but I was just so 
thirsty and I just wanted to know because I know this is going to change my life. It's helped me to be more comfortable with myself, to socialize with other people and enjoy being a senior citizen. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, sexy senior citizen. I grew up training in dance. I think I was about three years old when my mom took me to my first dance class after seeing the Nutcracker. I literally didn't move the whole Nutcracker. And after it was over, I was like, I want that. Yes. (laughs) And my mom, you know, a few months later took me to dance class and dropped me off. And I just ran in there. And all the, like a bunch of the other little girls were like crying Mm because their moms were leaving. And I was like ready. (laughs) I was like, I need to get... To that. So, mm. where do we begin? <laughs> so, and then when my mom came to pick me up, I was crying. Oh, and like, oh. holding on to the bar because I didn't want to leave. Oh. And so, that's where my love affair with dance began. And I have always danced. I danced with some dance companies and I trained in some amazing places. I'm from Phil- the Philadelphia area originally from Chester, Pennsylvania. So, I trained at Philodenko and all that and all these wonderful places. I moved to New York. I trained... Uh, at different studio steps and Ailey and all those, you know, amazing studios there. I danced with some awesome dance companies. And then you start rolling into your 30s and <laughs> things start to hurt. It didn't feel the same to me anymore. Now, the thing, my relationship with dance is not just about dance. My relationship with dance is about the fact that dance saved my life. Mm. So it is therapeutic for me. It is necessary for me to dance. I don't do well when I don't dance. So outside of any type of performance or any type of, you know, professional dance that I've done or any of my training, all of that stuff is wonderful. But dance for me is a lifeline, like literally. Mm. So when people, you know, ask me why I'm so passionate about dance, because it, it's, it's what keeps me here. Mm-hmm. You know, dance has been the only thing that I've had in certain air in certain portions of my life. So, you know, around 35-ish, I was like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. Like, <laughs> and I would really like to eat a cheeseburger. Because, you know, in, in dance, like, especially the type of dance that I was doing, mm-hmm. body type is, is, is mm-hmm. kind of yeah. specific. And mm-hmm. the rules have loosened up some, but you need to be snatched, as we say. <laughs> okay? Oh, yeah. Like... All right, like you just need to be tight, like like violin string tight. So, and I, my that's not my natural body type. I'm Mm -hmm. a very curvy person, I have a big old ass. Like, (laughs) all of those things are just gonna be there regardless of whether or not I eat or not. And I was, I, I guess. I got tired of hating my body. I got tired of trying to fit into a mold where I just didn't. Right. I, I got tired of, of that, but I still knew that I loved dance. So I knew it was something that I really didn't want to do professionally anymore, but I wanted to continue taking classes. So I did here and there. And then in my transition, moving from New York to San Diego, I didn't have my old places where I took class. So it was like a year that I didn't take dance when I first moved out here. And I was like, ugh. Mm. My body was starting mm-hmm. to feel really yucky. Mm-hmm. Like I just didn't feel like myself. Right. I was like getting I was starting to get into a really deep depressive mood. And for oh. me, once I get into that funk, it's very difficult for me to get myself out. Right. So yeah. I knew before I got to a certain point I needed to find something. So I started looking at different places. I started I would go to culture shock and take class sometimes. But the initial time that I went, it was like super like 
competitive and mm, everybody yeah, was trying to like and you just didn't need that. I didn't need that. I wasn't there trying to outfeel anybody. I mm-hmm. wanted to dance and they were all in there like trying to yeah. outfeel <laughs> each other. Like, Child, yeah. honey, guys, look at my leg. And I'm like, girl, guys, you can outfeel anybody any day. Okay. All you gotta do is do your hand and your face and <laughs> yeah. outfeel. But that like that's yeah. not the mm-hmm, point. Right. Like we're all in here mm-hmm. taking class together. Yeah. So I was looking for a more communal experience. Yeah. I realized at that point I don't want a like fierce like audition yeah, right exactly. and this is not an audition yeah. like we yeah. all paid our 17 dollars <laughs> yeah. or whatever yeah. it costs like just come in here and take the class and chill what the fuck like, <laughs> so i was looking around and googling and i found a groupon for glitter tribe yeah so i went and i think i believe it was ginger's class was the first yes. class that i took yes. so it was yes. ginger and whiskey uh, Bump and Grind was the first class that I took. I looked at her and I yes. was like, <laughs> my heart. And then Sepia was also in the first class that I took. If you don't know who Ginger is, go find her on, on Instagram or Google her. Google her. Ginger and Whiskey and her producer partner, Eva Mae Garnett. They, mm. Google them. Google them. <laughs> Whiskey and Fuego. Okay. Whiskey and Fuego Productions. Get your life. Now, I could tell by watching the way that she moved that she had a professional dance background, but she is burlesque to the bone. Her pinky finger is burlesque. I love yes. her hands. Okay? Her hands, her yes. face, the way she moves her hips. You can see yes. the confidence in her body. And she had what I wanted. I wanted to feel that way. That's the type of dance that saved my life. What she was exuding, that was the feeling I needed back. These are the classes that I'm taking. So I started taking her classes. I started taking Lola Demure's class, ballet for burlesque. That is completely irreverent. There's a lot of talk about titties and vaginas. <laughs> yes, you know, yes. while you're doing plies, it's amazing. It's exactly what I needed. My black ass is never wearing another pair of pink tights again. No. So I was taking Coco's heels classes, which is like all about being fierce and like hairography and yes. And yes, yes. And so I was just taking all these classes and I was having so much fun. And then I met Sepia. I just like fell in love with her instantly. And then Sepia took me to see Kina at a Bless Your Heart burlesque show. Yes. I With lost. the sexual healing act. Okay. I lost my fucking mind. I couldn't talk for two days. I screamed my voice out. She was so that amazing. That show was so turned. Oh my God. Y'all were turned as a crowd. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, and I feel like I, my, my fiance was sitting next to me and he was just looking at me. Like she's possessed. I couldn't control myself. I could not believe what I was seeing on that stage. This beautiful black woman and coming from New York, being in San Diego is culture shock, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not, there's not, you go outside on the street in New York, you just see black people are like, okay, I see my folks, I feel very comfortable <laughs> in here. It's not like that. Mm-hmm. I was working in Del Mar at the time. It was, it was a scary place for me, y'all. Okay? Yes, yes. I was skirt. So then I saw this woman on stage, this woman with this this luscious, amazing body this beautiful black femme on stage with a fucking bedazzled vibrator (laughs) yes and she killed it i'm getting goosebumps i'm not kidding i'm breaking out i remember you came up to me how excited you were no because i completely (laughs) stood out like i was just standing there staring at her with my mouth open like that girl's never gonna talk to me again so fucking awkward and that lit me up 
And then a few weeks later, we're all sitting around, and they start talking about student showcase. I was like, oh, that's real cute for them. (laughs) And CP's like, um, so you're performing. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. I I was like, um, no. I don't, I don't, I don't really talk to people I don't know, remember, (laughs) but I'm like, no, you're performing. She didn't, like, ask me. She fucking told me, and I wasn't going to say no to Sepia. (laughs) I got to perform with Sepia and Ginger's Mm -hmm. piece, and, and... Lola's piece with Kiki and and Abby. And Abby. Yes. Abby, where are you? We miss I you. I had the fucking time of my life preparing for that, making pasties. I'd never done anything like that before. Being on stage and taking my bra off and swinging in the air and <laughs> shaking my ass. And I was like, yes, come on, do that. <laughs> but I was just kind of happy to stay in the student group. Then Ginger and Sepia and Eva were like, you need to do a solo, get it together and figure it out. So I worked on some things and I ended up doing my debut at Whiskey and Fuego's show, Burlesque Boogie Nights, in September. So that was the first time that I'd done a solo. Now I'm just in a burlesque tornado. You're a burlesque babe. That's what you are. I can't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. We're all doing it. And then I'm also a student. I'm studying psychology and African-American studies and gender studies. For me, coming out of that, black studies tradition is about like creating community. There aren't a whole lot of us. We need to be around each other and be our own cheerleaders and be our own advocates. Mm -hmm. The whole idea for this podcast kind of came of that. All of us forging these kinds of bonds. So we went up to LA together to go see the bronze beauties of burlesque. we were just we couldn't stop talking low, about it no, for like a week. No, <laughs> lost our fucking minds. Yes. Um, I just kept saying, "I'm putting the fuckery in the stuff. <laughs> just every day, Listen, every, every day. Day. It's like hot sauce. We were putting yes. the fuckery on everything. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it changed everything. Just realizing that creating communities around the things that we love and empowering ourselves through that community and doing the things that we love—that's how you stay happy as a black femme. Yeah. I want to keep doing burlesque because it's become the thing that centers me. It's become the thing that grounds me. It's become the thing that's saving my life. So I am very thankful seeing you two and watching you guys perform. The first time I saw Sepia do Love to Love You, once again, I had no voice (laughs) for two days. Then I saw her do that Endangered Species Act. My soul was above my head, screaming for sepia, and then my body was slumped in the chair, like, (laughs) with my mouth open. Y'all, she has this mask. You have to see this act. Go to YouTube and find Endangered Species. The black femme fucking empowerment. Seeing these two women made me understand that it was possible for me. If it wasn't for y'all, it wouldn't have been this for me. It wouldn't have felt like home. You guys were the ones that made me feel like I could have a home in this. It all comes for circle. I feel like all of this is happening because it's supposed to be happening. Absolutely. I feel excited yeah. and happy about all the stuff that's happening. So I love burlesque and I love you guys. I will say this, <laughs> hearing all of our stories and how we all came together, I would never expected this no. coming me into either. it. It was just simply me you know, just being tired of not seeing people who look like me on stage, whether it was mm-hmm. YouTube. If I saw YouTube up there, I'm like, yes, we out mm-hmm. here. And I still would have done it. Mm-hmm. However, I didn't see it at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm so elated to hear that it inspired you guys. Yeah. yeah. And in my mind, I'm keeping 100. I was just thinking about the big girls mm-hmm. <laughs> and the black girls. But mm-hmm. seeing, you know, black women who have way more experience than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, inspired by me. I'm speechless almost. Like every time you guys <laughs> talk about I'm the OG, I'm like, no, no, I'm yeah, just out yes, here. You are. Yeah, I'm the OG. <laughs> you can't you can't get rid of that title. I'm just tickled by it, but I'm also amazed. I'm so thankful because I just 
followed what I thought was just good for me at the time. Mm-hmm. And not being selfish about it, but it's just awesome to know that other people are inspired by how you guys' lives and dreams have come mm-hmm. to fruition from these experiences. And what's to come, you know? I would love to see more Black performers mm-hmm. in San Diego come out. I agree <laughs> with you. And I think in the Black community, we have all these things in our head that, well, you're not supposed to do this. You're mm-hmm. not supposed to dress like that. You're not supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. Respectability but, politics yes, is bullshit. But yeah. you... When is it time for you to just be you? Yes. Mm-hmm. I try to... Just be me. I mean, like I said, I'm 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 56 years old. It was a long time before I could just be me, be the sensual me I want to be, or or the funny me combined with the shy me. That I could just be all of me. Yeah. If anything, that's what I want to give to people. Young black child, that older black woman. It's never too late. It's never too late to do what you dream about or even have a dream and fulfill it. Seems like some of us are booked and busy. What do y'all have coming up? Well, I have to go back to San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) Since you won and all. When I don't have the details yet. I do have some non-burlesque. In February, I always do this Black History Month event. Usually we do it at Cuyamaca. Always the last Friday in um, February for Black History Month. We've done different scenes from For Color Girls. This year, I'm going to be doing the scene where Minnie serves up the mud pie from the yeah. help. Yeah, so, that so that's my little acting side. So in February, be I'll be doing that. <laughs> I definitely want to see you serve that pie. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm ready to serve that pie, okay? <laughs> Trilla, show <laughs> I have a couple things coming up on December 6th. I'm doing Booby Trap again, Lily Holiday's Pink Boom Box Productions. On the 9th, I'm doing Lola Demure's student group. Oh, me and too! And Sonsipia. Lola Demure is producing a holiday hop rockabilly dance party at Queen Bee's here in San Diego. Check it out. It's going to be It's going hilarious. to be hysterical. <laughs> yes. You so, will see us like you've never seen us before. It's true. It's true. <laughs> December 17th. She's booked and busy. She's booked and busy, y'all. I'm doing burlesque brunch. Yes! Oh, my God. Uh, Unity Hoops, uh, Flow Fusions, burlesque brunch. Send help. Um, (laughs) Where is it at? That's at the Lafayette Hotel in San Diego. January 13th, I'll be doing the group number again at Fuck Me Burlesque with Egypt. So, I'm so excited. In Los Angeles. In LA. So, yes, that's what I have coming up. She is hella booked. Yes, she is. I still, I don't have enough rhinestones for that. (laughs) Send rhinestones. (laughs) Via Patreon or something. Please please send us some money. (laughs) Because we need the costumes. Well, for me, I finished my <laughs> shows for the year personally. For Bless Your Heart, our next show will be in February. You'll stay tuned for the title for that one. Of course, you can get more details on our website at showgirlsundaydinner.com. So for our final thoughts today, which is our Pacey's and Cake, um, what would you guys like to share? 
I have something to share. Your burlesque community is there to reach out to when you need them. I had a situation, because I just did this newbie newbie thing. I was having a panic attack. Mm. I'm like, okay, I don't want to keep bothering Kina and, and Felicia. And, never because Felicia is doing so. And I'm like, you know what? Lily Von Stutz told me, text her anytime. I text her, do you have time to call me? She called me in 30 seconds. Talk to me about being nervous because I was extremely nervous about the performance. The one thing that I took that everyone should take from that, you're always going to be nervous. Mm -hmm. If you're worried about the performance that you're going to give, if you're really into that, you're going to be nervous. If you're not nervous, then you need to quit. Mm -hmm. And she said to have fun. And, and I did that. But always be humble, no matter mm -hmm. what. If you get advice from someone who's just an audience member that sees your performance or someone from the grocery store, someone in the fabric store that says something about the fabric that you're buying, always be humble. Be open to receive. Yes. No. I would think for me, definitely uh, the main reminder, main thing that's resonating for me is, like you said, to have mm -hmm. fun. Because we have all have our various challenges as showgirls mm -hmm. <laughs> before, you know, our shows. My final thought is to have fun. Work with what you got. Um, where you're at. Like I shared before, I have no dance background. So I just saw a need. I had a desire. And I went for it. Mm -hmm. Saying could be done for anybody else, no matter... Your gender, if you're able-bodied or not able-bodied, whatever, just fucking do it for yourself, no matter the age. Have fun, live your life, and like you said, be humble. <laughs> but definitely slay and be fierce. You know, I say cockfidence. It's like that yes, line yes, between like confidence and cocky. And just do it for you. You know, nobody else. If you want to do it for your partner, that's cute. Mm -hmm. But do it for you. Yes. That's most important. Yeah. Because you'll get more satisfaction from yes, it. Yes, yes. True. So that's my final thought. That's my pasties and cake. My... Pasties and cake is about cake. My cake. No, um, <laughs> I have come to a place in my life, and burlesque has had a lot to do with it, and so have you, ladies. I have always had issues with my body. Mm -hmm. I suffered from body dysmorphia disorder. I had issues with eating disorders in the past. Some of it was attributed to me trying to fit into dance, but that was just a symptom of the real pathology, which was some really traumatic things that had happened to me when I was a kid. Feeling like an alien in your own body mm. because of different things or feeling like your body is not good mm. and you have to do something to it to make it better mm. or alter it in some way. But for the first time in my life as a 40-year-old woman, I am completely and utterly comfortable in my mm. own body. Good. And good. that is such a huge thing for me because going through trauma and, and dealing with things like PTSD and, and, and all that kind of stuff, I had a, a, an extensive therapeutic journey in my 20s. But you process things and you move through things and you, you find ways of coping with things. But my body issues, it was like the one thing I could never really get my arms around mm. as far as how do I stop this? I would feel good for a little while and then it would come up it would come up and, and when I would get really stressed out, it would repeat on me and it just I could not stop it. 
But for the first time in my life, I know it's gone. When you're ready to really let it go and it goes, you know it's really, like, it's really gone this time. Yeah. And it is the most amazing and liberating experience ever. I am so thankful to the burlesque community at large for that because just watching all of these different bodies and yes. all of them being yes. so glorious, yeah. parading mm-hmm. up there on the stage covered in fucking glitter feathers mm-hmm. and just oozing fear. It's so empowering to see that. Nothing changed about me physically, mm-hmm. but my mind has been mm-hmm. released mm-hmm. from a prison that it's been in for way too mm. long. I am so thankful to the Glitter God. That's a testimony yes, right there. Yeah. <laughs> now you can eat the cake, anime. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapping things up, I want to give you guys a preview for next week. We are going to be talking about showgirl sanity. So, whoo, Ooh, yeah. Mm. How you keep your shit together <laughs> with all the mess. Because we've discussed some of the mess with you, y'all. <laughs> Everything about life is messy. Uh. So we all have our things. We we go through our bouts of depression. We go through our bouts of anxiety. We yes. go through our bouts with family, relationships. Yes. Just money. Money. Uh, uh, yes. Send coins. <laughs> yes. You don't want us trapped in muggle jobs. <laughs> we need to be creative. But in order to do that, we need to be able to pay our bills. When you're worried about rent, it's hard. Hard to think about rhinestones. <laughs> you don't want to see our floor work that we're just laying down on the floor crying. So you know what makes us happy? Money. Hey, black women. <laughs> we deserve it. We love you and thank you for listening. We are having a blast. We can't wait to get back to you next week. If you have any feedback about any of the things that we discussed, email us showgirlsundaydinner at gmail.com. We love you all. Yes, we do. Thank you again for being our dinner guest. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for joining us this evening. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Showgirl Sunday Dinner and on Twitter at SG Sunday Dinner. Use the hashtag, hashtag Showgirl Sunday Dinner or hashtag SGSD so we can follow all the social media conversations happening in between meals. Visit our website, www.showgirlsundaydinner.com for more information on the showgirls, our upcoming performances, and booking inquiries. You can also always email us at showgirlsundaydinner at gmail.com with questions, tips, advice requests, recipes, suggestions, advertising, or booking inquiries, etc. Last but not least, we cannot live on glitter and rhinestones alone. We need your help to keep serving all of this hot, girly goodness every week. You can visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash showgirlsundaydinner. If you want to donate monthly, plus get access to some of our spicier content. We also accept PayPal donations at www.paypal.me slash Showgirl Sunday Dinner. Showgirl Sunday Dinner will drop every Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and will be available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Please share us with all your friends on social media. We hope that you are full and satisfied. Stay sparkly, and we look forward to glittering dinner with you all next week.